Welcome to Living Life. Uh, one of the things that I love about my daughter is that she's always sneaking snacks into her bag. Uh, each morning, my wife, uh, she prepares a little a bit of fruit for her to take to school each day. Uh, but then later on, we noticed inside her bag, uh, there's all these different types of snacks inside. There's cookies, uh, there's candies, whatever it may be. And there's all of these things that kind of, she always sneaks inside her bag. Uh, part of the reason why she does it is because uh, she really likes to eat these snacks. She loves cookies, she loves candies. Uh, but uh, one of the reasons why she actually does this each morning is that she just loves to share. Uh, she takes all of these extra snacks that she has in the house and she always ends up sharing them with her friends and with the teachers at school. Uh, because I know that she has this desire and this, you know, a love of sharing, we always just kind of let it slide. We pretend not to notice uh, that there's like 10 cookies in her bag each morning. Uh, and today's passage is all about how God blesses His people. It's all about how God is continually blessing His chosen people, the Israelites, as they get right towards the promised land. Uh, but it's not just about those blessings, it's also how God desires for us uh, to be able to take those blessings and then to be able to pass it on for others, uh, to be able to share the blessings that they had in response to God's amazing grace and mercy. Uh, so that spirit of community and that spirit of sharing, uh, let's take a look at today's passage together. Deuteronomy chapter 3, verses 12 through 22. Of the land that we took over at that time, I gave the Reubenites and the Gadites the territory north of Aroer by the Arnon Gorge, including half the hill country of Gilead together with its towns. The rest of Gilead and also all of Bashan, the kingdom of Og, I gave to the half-tribe of Manasseh. The whole region of Argob and Bashan used to be known as a land of the Rephaites. Jair, a descendant of Manasseh, took the whole region of Argob as far as the border of the Geshurites and the Maakathites. It was named after him, so that to this day Bashan is called Havath Jair. And I gave Gilead to Makir. But to the Reubenites and the Gadites, I gave the territory extending from Gilead down to the Arnon Gorge, the middle of the gorge being the border, and out to the Jabbok River, which is the border of the Ammonites. Its western border was the Jordan and the Arabah, from Kinnereth to the Sea of the Arabah, that is the Dead Sea, below the slopes of Pisgah. I commanded you at that time, the Lord your God has given you this land to take possession of it. But all your able-bodied men, armed for battle, must cross over ahead of the other Israelites. However, your wives, your children, and your livestock, I know you have much livestock, may stay in the towns I have given you, until the Lord gives rest to your fellow Israelites as he has to you, and they too have taken over the land that the Lord your God is giving them across the Jordan. After that, each of you may go back to the possession I have given you. At that time I commanded Joshua, 
You have seen with your own eyes all that the Lord your God has done to these two kings. The Lord will do the same to all the kingdoms over there where you are going. Do not be afraid of them. The Lord your God himself will fight for you. You know, through the leadership of Moses, uh, the Israelites, they won many, many battles and they were obtaining uh, all of this land around uh, what God had promised them. Uh, for the Israelites, to be blessed meant land. Uh, for us, when we think about blessings, we think about all these different things. Uh, but for the Israelites, uh, the greatest source and symbol of blessing meant land. And that's why the promised land was so important. It was a way for them to know that God was with them and that God was going to bless them. You know, in today's passage, as we read verses 12 to 17, uh, we finally see uh, Israelites receiving land and being allotted and being divided, uh, this land among the people. And it's this area like we call the Transjordan area. Uh, and it's just kind of like the Jordan area in modern-day Jordan right now. And out of the 12 tribes of Israel, we see two of them, uh, Reuben and Gad, uh, they're receiving their portion of the land. Uh, they're receiving uh, their blessing that God had promised them uh, of the promised land. Uh, Numbers 32 actually goes into much deeper detail into this story. Uh, in the beginning, actually, when Reuben and Gad asked Moses for this land, uh, Moses gets really, really angry. He actually very irate because he think he thinks that these two uh, uh, tribes they're going to take this land and they're not going to continue to fight for the rest of the promised land. Uh, that they enjoyed this land that was good for them and they didn't want to partake in the rest of what God wanted them to do. Uh, but that wasn't the end of the story. And after Moses finally understood that, uh, he was more than happy to give Reuben and Gad uh, their share of this promised land. You know, later on in verses 18 to 20, uh, we see that there's this charge given to the Israelites uh, from Moses. He says that, I commanded you at the time, the Lord your God has given you this land to take possession of it, but all your able-bodied men armed for the battle must cross over ahead of the other Israelites, uh, and then, however, your wives, your children, and your livestock may stay in the towns I have given you. And until the Lord gives rest to your fellow Israelites as he has to you, uh, they too have taken over the land that the Lord your God is giving them across the Jordan. After that, and only after that, each of you may go back to the possession I have given you. And this is the charge that Moses is telling Reuben and Gad. Uh, that they could take possession of the land, that this will be their blessing, uh, but they need to continue to fight for their brothers. They need to continue to go ahead and just be able to support uh, the rest of the ten tribes who have not yet received their portion. You know, when we read today's passage and this whole uh, story of how the people of Israel left Egypt and went into the Promised Land, we see that each step of the way that God is in charge. Uh, God is ordaining all of this so that he could bless them, that he could finally give them the blessing that he had promised them. You know, God's promise was coming true. It took 40 years, but it was finally coming true. After 40 years of just wandering in the wilderness, uh, there they were on the cusp of receiving this. And God was saying that if you respond in faith to God's commands and if you obey, then his promise will be fulfilled and then you will receive this blessing. But once again, 
that blessing was never meant to be the end of the story. It's not that the 12 tribes, even Reuben and Gad, they received this blessing and it's the end and it's the last chapter of their story. No. After receiving the blessing, God wanted them to respond to it as well. That God wanted them to do even more after receiving the blessings. And it was a way for God to be able to work through all of them as well. You know, for us, you know, blessings, it doesn't prob it's probably not going to come in the form of land, uh, at least for most of us. Uh, but yet, God will bless us and God will fulfill his promises for us. And as ones who are blessed, uh, we too are invited to be able to respond to this blessing. You know, it's not meant to say that, hey, I received this great blessing from God today, and that's it, my faith is done. No. But through those blessings, we are able to practice our faith even more uh, by responding to it with our lives. You know, the ultimate blessing for us the ultimate blessing that we have received, uh, better than any piece of land, better than any wealth or any gift, is Jesus Christ. Uh, Jesus Christ came to us, and that was the ultimate blessing that we could ever receive. You know, while I was preparing for today's living life, and I was meditating on these words, I thought about all the things that had to happen uh, for me to become a Christian, for me to be able to meet uh, Jesus in my life. And just amazing, you know, hundreds, perhaps thousands of things had to come together. And it might seem like coincidence, but none of them are. God has ordained all of those things to happen in the perfect way for me to be able to meet Jesus and be able to accept Him as my Lord and Savior. And I thought how amazing that grace is to be able to take a sinner like me and God just orchestrating everything in His creation uh, just for me that I may meet Jesus Christ, that I might be saved by his blood. And just all of these amazing things just happening. Because I wasn't even born into a family of faith. Uh, my family was, did not know about Jesus at all when we first immigrated to America. But once again, after, like I said, thousands, perhaps millions of things happened in between uh, for me to become a Christian uh, standing before you today. So I want to ask everyone who's watching this to think about your own journey. Uh, think about all the things that God has already blessed you with and how you were able to meet Jesus Christ and how blessed you are that God created this universe uh, for us to have faith in Him right now and that while we were sinners, uh, Christ died for us and was able to reveal God's love for all of us during that moment and how God's amazing love uh, is active in our lives right now as well. But once again, as we have received that blessing and that love, it's, we can't hold, hold on to it for ourselves. You know, we have to be able to share it over and over and over again. Uh, we tell our children to share, but oftentimes for us, it's actually very difficult uh, to share. Uh, but as ones who knows of the love of Jesus Christ, as ones who are blessed, uh, like Reuben and Gad were, uh, we are to take that blessing, not stand idle, continue to move and do whatever we can to be able to continue to share the blessings and the love that we first know of. You know, know that God has blessed you and God will continue to bless you and God will do amazing things around us uh, so that His blessings will come true in your life. And all of it, all of it is being ordained and provided by God each step. Uh, the same way that it took all of these steps for the Israelites to receive the promised land, uh, God is continuing to guide us and lead us 
every step of the way uh, so that we will continue to be blessed and blessed and blessed. Uh, yet God requires obedience for that, and God wants us to continue to be able to follow in that path. And more than anything, He wants us to pass on those blessings to others. Uh, we are blessed so we could bless others. Uh, we are blessed and we know about Jesus Christ so that others may know of Jesus Christ as well. And although we don't deal with you know, the 12 tribes or anything like that, uh, like Reuben and Gad and, and the rest of the Israelites were, uh, we are all children of God. Uh, therefore, as children of God, we must do everything in our power to be able to bless all the brothers and sisters around us, especially those who have not yet received the blessing of knowing Jesus Christ. The last part of today's passage is actually Moses uh, giving a charge, giving a special message to Joshua, who will eventually succeed him and become the next leader of the Israelites. And he tells him three things. He says, number one, be reminded of all that you have seen before. Remind yourselves of how God has blessed you and has done amazing things in your eyes. And also, number two, that the triumphs will continue on and on and on that through God and God working through uh, Joshua and the Israelites, that they will achieve many victories. And lastly, Moses tells them that no matter what, uh, God's presence will be alive in Joshua's life. You know, I want to be able to remind everyone of those three things as well. As we finish today's passage, as we continue to meditate on today's passage, let us always remember that God has already done ma amazing things in our lives, that we are already blessed by knowing Jesus Christ, and then God will continue to provide victories in our lives as well. And no matter what, God will never, ever abandon us. Let us pray. Heavenly Father God, we thank you for giving us today's message and allowing us to meditate on your word. Lord, as we meditate on this part of Deuteronomy 3, uh, let us be encouraged by knowing that you are going to bless us, that you have already blessed us, and you have done amazing things for us already. And as ones who are blessed, help us, Lord, to be able to bless others. Uh, equip us with the skills. Uh, give us the heart of giving. And just whatever opportunities may come our way, help us to always take the uh, opportunity, uh, take the path in blessing others first. And it might come at a cost to us. It might be difficult for us. Uh, we might not even want to do it. But Lord, as ones who are blessed and already knows of your love, uh, let us always be able to share that blessing onto our brothers and sisters in this world. Uh, Lord, we thank you and we love you, and we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. This program is supported by l i s t e n e r For a single soul, reaching up further and stepping in closer.